Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this beautiful Friday Eve. Uh-huh. It uh, What a turnaround in the weather from a couple of days ago when I had to jet out of here, worried about a dang tornado headed for the house. It's beautiful today. Isn't it? In every life, a little rain must fall. (laughs) It was more than a little rain, I'll have you know. Like I said, when you see the white caps on the roads, good grief. Unbelievable. Uh, But gorgeous day today. Thank you so much for joining us. We are once again in the Element Wealth Studios. Got a great show planned for you today. Daphne James. Area Director in Workforce Services, and Adam Todd, Director of the Governor's Job Fair Network. They both, of course, work for the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. They'll join the program at 11.05. We'll get an update on the state's workforce and also talk about that Job Fair Network. Robert Dozier at 12.05. He is the Executive Director of the Mississippi Independent Pharmacies Association. You may have seen a, a recent survey conducted by State Auditor Shad White, which uh, found that pharmacists in Mississippi are really dealing with this pharmacy benefit manager program, and uh, that that's causing problems for them. Anyhow, Robert's going to be on to talk about that. PBMs, they, they call them. They're middlemen, essentially, that sit between insurers and pharmacies, and it's just crazy how all that stuff works. We'll get Robert to break all that down for us and explain what their concerns are. Uh, In the meantime, overnight after the show, you guys may have seen that Madeleine Albright, the first woman to serve ever as Secretary of State, died at the age of 84, was an advocate of President Bill Clinton's policies, and I think was appointed by the president in his second term, as I recall, to serve as Secretary of State, and lots of accolades rolling in for her. She was the first, if not one of, or one of the first, if not the first, U.S. state official to meet with Putin after he became president of Russia. Didn't know that. Huh. That's how long he's been doing this. So, and something else, uh, I didn't know that. So something yeah, because her famous remark was that he's cold, almost reptilian. <laughs> she had it figured out. She read him pretty well. I mean, he was a young buck 
back then, right? That's 25 years or so ago. I don't but know. it was the start of his tyranny. Yeah, having been uh, a faithful comrade in the KGB. Uh, well, Miss Albright, of course, our sympathies uh, go out to her family, and we are grateful for her service. You know, that seems like that was in the era where you didn't have this sort of radical left coming out of Bill Clinton and the and the Democrat Party. A lot of people would say, man, I'd give anything to have Bill Clinton back. If well, we... the radical left was there. It just didn't have a way of getting its attention like it has now. And they didn't steer the president in the White House the way it appears uh, today, at least. Something else that's interesting is uh, Miss Albright, of course, was born. Was it uh, Yugoslavia or Czechoslovakia? One of those one of those nations. Czech, uh, Czech, I think Czechoslovakia, if I'm not mistaken. But so yes, is that right? Okay, Czech. So in yeah, the she immigrated with her family to the U.S. in 1948 from Czechoslovakia. Okay, so the Secretary of State among the cabinet members, and there is a a specific pecking order, right, in in terms of power, the uh, sphere of power, beginning with the president, the vice president, the speaker of the house. Somewhere in there is the secretary of state, not far removed. I don't remember the exact sequence, but should, God forbid, something ever happen in uh, that member, that particular person who serves in that role at the time would be elevated for whatever reason, to be president. Secretary of State is fourth in line. Okay, First in line is Vice President. Second, second in line is Speaker of the House. Third in line is President Pro Tem of the Senate. Okay. Fourth in line is Secretary of State. Okay. Followed by Secretary of Treasury, Defense, Attorney General, Secretary of Interior, Secretary of Ag, Secretary of Commerce, all the way down to the very last one, Secretary of Homeland Security. Okay. So then it, it's accurate to say that the Secretary of State is the top of the hierarchy amongst members of the Cabinet. Right. Oh yeah. That's the that's the highest ranking member of the cabinet, and that, and typically that's one of the first appointments. That's considered, uh, and, and often it is considered potentially a, a path to the presidency. Hillary Clinton is an example of that, and they, and they're usually a very high profile member of the cabinet. Oh, anyhow, yeah, well, you I'm, usually have one of two. You either have somebody that their entire political career has been kind of targeted towards hitting that secretary of state they never really had any goal for higher office but secretary of state would be about the peak of what they would want out of their political career okay and then you've got the people that look at it as all right this is my next step okay makes sense uh but in this case if i'm not mistaken rhino because she was not born in this country she would have to be skipped in that pecking order should we get that far down from president vice president speaker uh, uh, speaker pro, uh, not speaker, but President Pro Tem, excuse me, of the Senate. Next in line, as you indicated, correct. Uh, Secretary of State, she'd have to be skipped. We'd have to go to the next one. What's that? Treasury? Did you say? Yes. Okay. That's just a little trivia there. I, I don't know how many members of our cabinet, certainly at such a high-ranked uh, level, uh, were not uh, Native Americans. American citizens, yeah, naturalized or not naturalized, right? Natural born citizens, yeah, yeah. Native Americans is probably a, a bad way to put. It. How about a native of America? 
Well, uh, anyhow, so that's uh, that was some news that happened uh, overnight that we're keeping up with. Later on in the program, we got some sound to share with you. A little contentious debate up there in the Capitol on the Senate in the Senate chamber between the Senator Ted Cruz and Dick Durbin. It's uh, it's almost surreal to see them go at each other like this, but that happened yesterday, and that was during the the Senate hearing, the confirmation hearing of Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. That just kind of went on and on. We'll get that for you later on. Uh, we got lock them up forever and throw away the key. Fauci suggesting that we could have more COVID lockdowns. I don't think no, Americans not in the are midterm. For that. <laughs> we can't just say we're done. He wants to just continue to extend this and protract it as long as possible because without it, he's irrelevant at the end of the day. He's risen to fame as a result of this nasty virus. How bizarre. Yeah, I got famous because of a virus. So crazy. Uh, Down there at the state capitol yesterday, Speaker of the House... Philip Gunn, he came out with a new new and improved, I wouldn't call it improved, but <laughs> as the slogan goes, tax plan, tax reform plan, trying to get something there that the Senate can sign on to. Thus far, there's uh, been no appetite for consensus between the two chambers, So yesterday he announced a revised tax plan and, in fact, discussed that this morning, if you caught that, folks, uh, right here from the Super Talk Mississippi studios with Paul Gallo. And it's it's pretty straightforward, honestly, uh, because it doesn't do a whole lot at the end of the day. um, It's $100 million per year tax cut, income tax cut. Period, full stop. That's it. That's all it does. We'll talk about uh, kind of what that means uh, when we come back. We are in the Element Wealth Studios today at Super Talk Mississippi with Middays. Gerard and Rhino got you. We'll come right back after this break. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Available at the tractor store in Richland. 
Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We're taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed state of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Engagements offer the promise of eternal love. Confirm that inspiration with a stunning diamond from all Britons. Every stone is carefully selected for its color, cut, and clarity. From classic solitaires to multiple stone selections, All Britons offers the latest designs celebrated for splendor and value. All Britons, four generations strong and still Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk, Mississippi. Let's do Vice music going on there for you, Crockett and Tubbs. <laughs> it could be argued that show had the best guest stars. I would agree. It was good. Because it seemed like every week, and this is coming from somebody that was not even around when it first started, but having seen more than a handful of episodes, those episodes I've seen all had a cameo by somebody even I recognized. <laughs> Crockett and Tubbs in the Ferrari, right? 
Uh, I just remember being on a speedboat. I don't remember many of the cars from the show. Oh, hell, the Ferrari was a big deal. (laughs) I just never could figure out why they were wearing blazers (laughs) in Miami. And if it's hot enough to have to roll the sleeves up on your blazer, why are you wearing a jacket? It was part of the look, man. Come on. (laughs) It was the the pastel look of the 80s and all slicked up. In the Fer- I, th- I think it was a Ferrari. And enough Aquanet to put a hole in the ozone. <laughs> Crockett and Tubbs. That was a good show, though. Spe- speaking of Smuggler's Blues, it just triggered my thoughts about this. Chicago-based Cresco Labs, one of the largest publicly traded cannabis companies in the U.S., announced... Yesterday, plans to buy Columbia Care in an all-stock deal valued at $2 billion. This merger will create the largest cannabis retailer in the U.S. by sales with over 180 stores across 18 markets. Sales of $14 billion retail. Wow. They're in 10 states. Well, Cresco is in 10 states, 21 production facilities, 49 dispensaries. It's incredible. So it's a big, it's a big deal. It, it made the, it's all over the investment news, as it should be. It's a publicly traded company, and, and when two of these guys come together, uh, I think Cresco's publicly traded. I'm not sure if Columbia Care is the... the uh, the other company involved in the merger. But nonetheless, just wanted to pass that on for what that is worth. Uh, let's see here on the C Spire text line. Chris from Oxford says, if I'm not mistaken, it was a white Corvette. No, I swear, Chris, I, I think it was a Ferrari. I'm going to look it up. Uh, the cars in Miami Vice mainly involve the Ferrari Daytona Spider and the Ferrari Testarossa. Testarossa. I'm looking at it right now. A 1986 model. It. I would say this, though, Chris. The, the present-day Corvette does resemble it quite a bit. That sort of profile and the slick Also, you can't hood. forget Tubbs cruised around town in a classic 60s Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible. Very true. That was a cool car. It was about, what, 40 feet wide or so? Yeah. <laughs> He <laughs> needed one of those wide load signs on it. <laughs> those were cool vehicles, though. Imagine putting gas in them things today. Jeez, that would be a lot. All right, speaking of, uh, of money, <laughs> talk a little bit more about this uh, the latest income tax proposal from the House of Representatives of Mississippi. So, uh, this is iteration four, by the way. Iteration four. Fourth go on this deal. So, it, it uh, again, the proposal under this latest version would cut the income taxes by $100 million a year. Now, to level set, the Speaker, I thought, did a good job of explaining that over the last couple of years, the state of Mississippi, like the vast majority, if not all the states in this country, have produced sizable, significant revenue surpluses, excesses. And the speaker, based on latest data from the Department of Revenue, indicates that 
we're going to have about $2.5 billion of excess in terms of revenue on track to generate about $7 billion of revenue for this fiscal year. And that's uh, significant relative to our budget, uh, billion-plus dollars over that. Anyhow, so this latest plan would cut income taxes only. No reduction in the grocery tax, no increase in the general sales tax, no reduction in car tax, none of that. Just focuses on the income tax, only involves the income tax. It would cut that by $100 million a year. It would be done after all the discussion yesterday that I laid out about personal exemptions and the approach under the other three, the prior three plans from the House, to increase the personal exemption, meaning the amount you deduct from your income to determine the amount of your income which is taxable. This plan is totally different. It's going to achieve the $100 million aggregate income tax reduction by reducing rates, okay, the tax percentage, the tax rate. And just just when you think about doing the math on that, $100 million, when you're collecting about $1.8 billion, uh, dollars. This is uh, in income taxes a year on average. Well, in the last couple of years, that's one and a half percent of our annual revenue. One and a half percent. So, when you extrapolate that out, to what does that mean to you? It means that you could take your your present income tax liability, just in general, talking in round terms, take take look at whatever you paid in income taxes to the state of Mississippi last year, and cut that by about 5.5%. 5.5%. So, just for simplicity, if you paid $1,000 last year in income taxes, once the first year of this cut goes into effect, you'd pay 945. You get a whopping savings of 55 bucks. That's the way it works. And then the following year, you get another 5.5% cut. So you can sort of see how that works out 18 to 20 years to totally eliminate your income tax, your income tax liability. That's what it would take based on that progression. Uh, It's got some other things in it that are an attempt to get the Senate on board, which is that there is a repealer that is also included uh, in the bill, and that repealer comes up uh, in six years. And at that point, so so in other words, there are no further cuts. They won't continue past six years with the automatic repealer unless the legislature takes action and extends it. So you're not really committing in this bill to a plan that would eliminate the income tax without further legislative action to extend that after six years is the way that works.
The House, uh, according to the Speaker, is going to continue to make its case for total income tax elimination to the public, and they're going to make the case that the repealer should be removed, meaning it would just continue on without further legislative action. So the Senate, I don't, I don't believe, has responded or, or staked out a position on this new plan yet. If so, I haven't seen it. But it's hot off the press, folks. I mean, this happened yesterday. You remember, we were on the air. And uh, at 10.30, I believe the Speaker conducted this press briefing. And yesterday I said, well, based on what I'm hearing, this sounds like an, an elimination over 20 years. And then this morning, yeah, it turns out that's exactly what it is. So uh, what do you think? I mean, 55 bucks next year. I, uh, hey, Julie, pa- pack the car. We're going on vacation. $55. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And so, also, Chairman of the Ways and Means Committee in the House, Trey Lamar, had been a a guest on the program several times before. He also said, you know, we were really looking to do something transformational. He'd use that word, as he has, and they all have, and I agree. But, you know, we just can't get any traction at the other end of the building. And so, this is... This is exactly what my fear was, that we were just going to do something token and check the box and say, hey, look, we cut taxes. It's 55 bucks a year. Okay. Well, Queen is busting us out of this segment right now, and well, they should. We got more coming up for you from the Element Well Studios on Midday. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 68. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40 degrees. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 68. Your Friday evening, clear skies and chilly, low down to 43. And a look at your Saturday, a beautiful day on tap, sunny skies, high near 71. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Save the date, April 23rd, 2022, and let's ride in Greenwood, Mississippi. Ride begins and ends at the Greenwood LaFleur Airport and winds through the beautiful hills of Carroll County. During the Greenwood Gravel Grind, take the challenge 50K or 100K. Two routes, three rest stops, gravel hills, sag support, post-ride party. April 23rd in Greenwood. Sign up now at GreenwoodGravelGrind.com. Brought to you by the Greenwood LaFleur Chamber, Indian Cycle. Visit MS.com, Greenwood CBB, and Pepsi. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. 
Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. When you partner with R.J. Young for your business printing needs, you get the R.J. Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose R.J. Young for your HP-wide format equipment and supplies needs. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. R.J. Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There's been some controversy over whether House Republican caucus meetings violate the open meetings law. Senator Sally Norwood, a Democrat from Jackson, requested an opinion on the matter from the Ethics Commission. House Speaker Philip Gunn told us this morning the law is clear. The caucus is not a public body, so they're not subject to the Open Meetings Act. We learned yesterday that the very day that He submitted that letter. The Ethics Commission returned that letter to him, telling him uh, they did not issue opinions um, regarding the conduct of others. So his his request was, um, according to what we have learned, his request was uh, summarily rejected by the Ethics Commission. Uh, He did not bother to tell the rest of the world that, but uh, they chose to leak that letter anyway to create some sort of impression that there was still something improper about that, and uh, it's just simply... Not true. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Power outages are a detriment to workplace efficiency and production. A Taylor Power standby generator can provide instant protection from those power outages. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your business. That's 601-932-5674. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. You know that now most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi on this friday eve yeah so chris from oxford sent some stuff in about uh miami vice and uh did a little bit of research on that over the break so for the first two years a little trivia on this deal they um the show used uh what was appeared what appeared to be a ferrari but it was actually a corvette Underneath, it had been kind of remade to uh, resemble a Ferrari, but it wasn't. It was a gray, what's called a gray market, which means it didn't flow through the normal distribution retail channel. And uh, so Ferrari had a little chat with them about that, and uh, with the show and the producers, they didn't like. Their products being yeah, Ferrari's very protective of their brand, and don't blame them. Honestly, they will actually if you buy a Ferrari, you you've bought the Ferrari, you own your own Ferrari, and you put some crazy wrap on it that they don't like, they will sue you. I I don't doubt it. So that was used in the first two years, and they came after the producers on the deal. They ended up, long story short, cutting a deal where they gave them. To oh, yeah. 1986, Testa, is it Testa Rosa or Rasa? You know how to pronounce it? I've always heard Testa Rosa. Me too. Okay, just making sure. Uh, gave them, on the condition they would destroy the replicas, the fakes, the phonies. But they were black. And evidently there was, I don't remember this, an episode where Crockett went to the lieutenant. His name escapes me right now, but real stoical kind of Hispanic guy. He was a great actor. And Marty, he always called him Marty. He never called him the lieutenant, as I recall. And he said, you know, uh, I need the white cocaine. (laughs) Um, Marty Castillo. Lieutenant Castillo. There you go. Thank you. Uh, I need the white cocaine finish. And they... That was like part of the deal, and they repainted it white. And so it was on for five seasons. It seems like a lot more than that. First two had the fake Ferrari that was really a Corvette, as Chris from Oxford informs, underneath the skin. But in the final three years of the the show, it was real testosterosis. Funny enough, you mentioned the the gray market and Miami Vice taking place in Florida. Do you see the news that there are over 400 vehicles in Florida alone that are going to have to be seized, turned over, made inoperable, or something because they they went through the gray market to get vehicles imported into Florida and then fraudulently got titles for them. Really? Big investigation and what what some of the owners were thinking, hey, yeah, we'll just we'll we'll sell it to somebody else. We'll we won't have to deal with it because this is a Florida thing. No, they made them contraband federally. 
Huh. So they are just going to have to either sit there or be confiscated as contraband. I'll be darned. whole bunch of Japanese skylines, a couple Porsches that are not legal to import yet. Because the, the, the land of the free has some pretty weird rules when it comes to automakers. And uh, I think it's 25 years you have to wait. If it's a non-import or a non-importable vehicle, you have to wait 25 years before you can actually import it. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. like uh, well, sense, 25 so. years ago, it would be 97. So that means there are car enthusiasts right now counting the days till it's 25 years from the release of their favorite 1997 model yeah. so they can import it. Yeah, okay. Well, so this, this gray market thing, by the way, really got uh, got its start back in the in the 60s um i ha- happen to know a little bit about this because it, it believe it or not used to uh be a thing in the pc industry when i first started my company ibm personal computers were in tremendous demand back in those days in the uh, mid 80s just two or three years after it had been introduced uh and and you had authorized ibm dealers such as my company but you had, honestly, lots of stolen and fenced and just product that would just get dumped by distributors sometimes uh, to non-authorized sources just to get rid of it. And that would end up showing up in magazines or in ads and so forth. We didn't have the Internet back then. And you'd say, these people aren't dealers. And so the only, the only uh, protection that you had as a dealer to the customer was that your warranty's void. If that thing breaks and you bring it in, we can't fix it under warranty. IBM won't honor it. And uh, in the car business, there used to be a holdback. I'm not sure if they still do that or not. I haven't kept up with the automobile business. To the dealer from the manufacturer. So GM would sell vehicles to the dealer, a GM dealer, Chevrolet dealer, for example, at a certain cost. And once they sold that product and they proved that they sold it, with reports they had to provide on a monthly basis, some of their margin then would be returned to them as credits on their account. So they held back some of their margin. Well, the the gray market was uh, designed to kind of get around that and deal with that and dump those things. And so that's how all that got started, and it, and it applied in the uh, PC business as well. So back in the days when you said, well, I want to see the invoice on that, or the dealer said, look, here's the invoice. I, I'm not making any money. They're not telling you. Well, after I send the paperwork into the manufacturer showing how much I sold it for or showing that I sold it proof of sale, I'm going to get more money back. And that's fine. That's the model. And that's the way the manufacturers protected against this dumping of their product and this gray marketing of their product. And uh the PC industry really never did that. We just fought the gray market all the time. And you'd, you'd have fronts for it. Like, I remember one big one was, was a paint store down in Florida. It was selling PCs. And they were dumping them all over the country. And they were coming, like, out of Africa when they traced the serial numbers, which means they were just going through European distribution, getting dumped by distributors to illegitimate sources. Anyhow, more than you want to know about that. But that's an interesting story about Miami Vice. I thought. Appreciate Chris for pointing out. Chris the mailman on the ceasefire text line points out that he wishes it were easier to import the right hand drive cars so he wouldn't have to do this and he sent us a picture of his <laughs> his rigged up right hand drive for, for his mail delivery vehicle. Thank you for that, Chris. 
But yeah, that's another example. Like you can't import a right-hand drive car where the the wheel and everything's on the right side of the car instead of the left side of the car. I got unless you. it's over twenty-five years old. Un- unbelievable! Didn't know that. Because in order to import it before then, you have to go through the conversion and make it into a left-hand drive car. Makes sense. Or they won't import it. Or you won't be able to get a title. You may be able to import it, but you can't title it. Makes sense. James Edward Almost, the actor that played Marty Castillo, the lieutenant on Miami Vice, that on the ceasefire text line. Appreciate that. I uh, I thought he was a great actor, honestly, because he just had that just stone-faced, stoical persona, you know, and nothing ever phased him. And Crockett and Tubbs were always jacked up, animated, and he just never moved. I thought played that well. Apparently, according to the Miami Vice wiki, yeah, Edward James Olmos got to direct an episode of Miami Vice. The episode was titled Bushido. Okay. I didn't know that. It was in the second season. The eighth episode of the second season. He got to direct it. Interesting. Hmm. Usually you see that with longer running shows where it gets into the seventh, eighth, or ninth season and they'll let one of the, the cast break. members direct for a couple episodes or something to get their feet wet. But yeah. It's a little interesting to see it happen in the second season. Yeah. Agree. Such an interesting time that was. Uh, on the ceasefire text line, did y'all happen to see the video with Biden sitting with the kids and the kids thanking him for letting them get back to school? I did not. Says, made me want to puke. Kids had no clue, sat that. I didn't, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately. He's across the pond, I believe, today. Is he not meeting with our European allies? Back to this, um, back to this tax situation. Uh, Paula Meridian, by the way, says that one-day purchase amount of 3.5 grams seems, talking about medical marijuana, will make it hard for businesses to make a profit in Mississippi. I don't know, Paul. I've seen uh, some business plans on medical marijuana startups here in the state that would be starting up in the state. Many of them, of course, would be uh, formed by companies that are operating in other states. Uh, they they show um, a tidy profit, an opportunity to produce some income. I've taken a look at a couple of those uh, deals uh, just for the heck of it at this point. But uh, let's see. My brother was a big Miami Vice fan. When he passed in 86, we buried him in his white jacket, Johnny in West Point. How about that, Johnny? I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, sorry for your loss, but... Uh, yeah, that's that that was thoughtful if he was a big fan like that. That's pretty cool. Sonny wore the coats to hide his ten millimeter yeah, the big jackets, his ten millimeter Colt in its shoulder holster. It also had a distinct sound when fired compared to all the other guns on the show. I didn't know that, but that I'm sure is for theatrical effects, I would think. I appreciate you playing a little sugar sugar by the Archies here. Get me bubble gummed out. <laughs> We're here on middays from the Element Well Studios. We'll take a break here. Come back. Stay with us. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 
150 years of serving the community, family-owned and operated, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Great service before, during, and after the sale. That's what sets Ken and Neeson of Jackson apart. This is Dave Logan. Our service department is open six days a week and no appointment is needed. Canon Nissan Service Department can help you with tires, alignment, and oil changes. Canon Nissan works on Nissans as well as all makes and models. And there are two master technicians ready to help you with all your service needs. Plus the friendly and professional service you've come to expect from Canon Nissan of Jackson. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton, was up 72 to 130.75. July cotton was up 74 to 127 even. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were down five and a quarter to 1713 and three quarters per bushel. July soybeans were down six and a quarter to 1692 and a quarter per bushel. May corn was down nine and three quarters to 748 per bushel. July corn was down seven and three quarters to 727 per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was up 72 to 136.70. August live cattle was up 55 to 137.70. May feeders up 170 to 167.50. August feeders up $1 to 180.15. At this hour at the open, Dow Jones is up 167 points, 34,525. I'm Dixon Williams of Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Hello everyone, I'm Bob. Welcome to the digging safety class. Hey Bob! You're here because you got caught digging before calling 811. I know, and now I'm here instead of making a living. I know man, but it's the law. So let's get started. This is a shovel. Huh? Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Please call 811 two working days before you dig. It's the law and it's just the right thing to do. When you're spraying dicamba, you need it to be effective, but you also need it to be convenient. That's why Loveland Products created new Delta Complete, available exclusively at Nutrient Edge Solutions. Delta Complete offers both a DRA and VRA, plus water conditioning, a D-foam package, and a molybdenum inclusion to aid nitrogen uptake. It's the complete one-jug solution that's completely convenient, too. Ask your Nutrient Ag Solutions crop consultant about new Delta Complete. Always read and follow local guidelines and label requirements. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. 
on Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Go to myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. All right, so what do you guys think about this uh, this proposal, this latest proposal from the House of Representatives with respect to tax reform coming uh, out of the House. This is the fourth iteration of a plan, and it, it just continues to, I guess, get diluted in terms of the tax relief it would provide. It's fair to say that. William in Greenville says, gee, do you still think Hoseman isn't a rhino? I never really said he was or wasn't. I don't, honestly, William, I don't use the term. I, I really don't. I, I I don't think it means anything because there is no consensus anymore in either party, honestly. There's little consensus on political philosophy, governing philosophy, And then there are those who say, I'm not a Republican, I'm a conservative. There are those who say, I'm not a Democrat, I'm a progressive. I'm a socialist. It's Guess what? We have a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions, and and though they may belong to the same party, there are just ranges of views within said party, both sides. So I I just, I, I really prefer to focus on the policy and where folks stand on policy. There are some who would say, well, if you support increasing the sales tax, the general sales tax, while simultaneously supporting a dramatic decrease and accelerated elimination plan for the income tax, well, you're a rhino because you support (laughs) the increase in the sales tax. Though, I could share with you Countless reports and analyses from conservative think tanks, not Republican think tanks, conservative think tanks, who say quite bluntly and plainly taxing consumption is a more fair tax structure and a more efficient tax structure than taxing income. So... What is what is that? How does that make you whatever? That means Republicans aren't really for more tax relief, as long in uh, rhinos, I should say, they're not for more tax relief if said tax relief includes an increase in one particular tax or a shift from one to the other. Even though the net effect of that is more money in your pocket. It's the example that I, I tried to share the other day. I give you a hundred dollars, you give me a thousand. I give you zero, you give me five hundred. You can do the math there and see which situation makes you better. Now I know there are those who say, "Well, let's just let's just totally eliminate the income tax without raising 
the sales tax. I'm all for it. I'd love to do it. Um, I have requested those in government provide a model, provide some pro formas that would achieve that and accomplish that, that are realistic. Really haven't seen any yet. We'll have to see that. It would be a situation where the mechanism that produces more than a third of our revenue that funds the general fund would no longer exist, how would that shake out in terms of having more money in folks' pocket that they would go naturally spend, not all, but some, which would generate more tax from from sales? But without increasing that rate somewhat, it, there, there's a trade-off there where less revenue would be created than if you increase that rate somewhat, and you would be able to phase out the income tax at a much faster rate. That was the original plan, you guys may remember, last year. So, uh, again, um, I'm not trying to be confrontational at all, William. I hope you don't perceive it that way. I'm just saying that I, I, I do agree that the lieutenant governor is – I've asked him. He's not on board with, uh, at this point, talking about total elimination of the income tax. The Speaker of the House, on the other hand, believes that that is a, a critical, critical need to move our state forward. They, they just differ quite a bit on that view. Uh, I, I do get the feeling and, and the impression that the Lieutenant Governor is more inclined to see government as a way to, uh, to use money from the taxpayers to invest in government programs, services, and the other thing government does, whereas the Speaker seems more inclined to send more money back to the taxpayers especially in a situation where we have a, an excess. It's two different philosophies. I don't know how that lands with respect to rhino and not rhino and all that kind of stuff. That gets kind of complicated. I could find all kinds of conflicts on, on almost every Republican across the spectrum, honestly. I've been rhino longer than they've been using it. <laughs> Just saying. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. The White House announces plans to take in up to 100,000 refugees from Ukraine and impose economic sanctions on more than 300 Russian lawmakers and 40 Russian defense companies. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky remotely addressing an emergency NATO meeting about the Russian invasion of his country. I'm sure you understand that Russia doesn't want to stop on Ukraine. It wants to go further. President Biden's there with other world leaders in Brussels, Belgium. A census report shows that population had dropped in America's largest cities during the first full year of the coronavirus pandemic starting in mid-2020. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, and San Francisco lost a total of 700,000 people. The report shows the number of people dying rose substantially because of the pandemic and a drop in immigration, while Americans left to bigger cities for smaller ones as housing prices skyrocketed. Fox's Gianna Gelosi in New York. Population went up in some smaller cities and rural areas. America's listening to Fox News. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. 
Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. Less England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. According to House Speaker Philip Gunn, the House of Representatives is looking to spend half of the $1.8 billion in ARPA funds during this session and the other half during next year's session. As you know, we don't have to spend it all in one year. Uh, we have actually three legislative sessions to do it. We just think it's prudent to spend some now and pull some back for unknowns that may come. Senate Finance Committee Chair Josh Harkins says there's a glaring problem in holding on to the money. Can you hold those any longer? Your $1.8 billion is worth about 7 8% less next year. And you lose value, you lose purchasing power. And there's really no sense in, in holding on to those funds when there's a lot of projects that are out there that are ready to go. With Sine Die set for April 3rd, legislators only have 10 days to make a decision. That is, unless Governor Tate Reeves calls a special session. That's right. Now you can play Wheel of Fortune practically anywhere. With the Wheel of Fortune scratch-off ticket from the Mississippi Lottery, you can win up to 17 times on a single ticket. The top prize is a cool $100,000. It even has its own second-chance promotional prizes. You can win trips, prizes, and yes, even more cash. Get your Wheel of Fortune scratch-off tickets today and have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Propane is a safe, reliable, and clean energy source, and it's important that you're aware of these basic safety tips. Be sure that all family members are familiar with the smell of propane, know where the shutoff valve is, and what to do if a leak is suspected. Your propane provider will continue to offer a gas system check by one of their professionally trained technicians at no cost to you. Ask your provider for a pamphlet about more important propane safety info. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. A fourth COVID shot offers protection for elderly people and those with health problems, but scientists across the nation are still debating whether another booster should be rolled out more broadly. Here's what Dr. Anthony Fauci had to say. Right now, a fourth shot is recommended for people with severe immunocompromise. Other nations, such as the UK, have recommended it for individuals who are elderly and also for those with immune compromise. Here in this country, we're looking at it and letting the data drive us. But the White House coronavirus coordinator says the government doesn't have enough money to pay for a fourth shot for every American. We have enough supply for the immunocompromised to get a fourth dose. And if authorized in the coming weeks, enough supply for fourth doses for our most vulnerable. However... If the science shows that fourth doses are needed for the general population later this year, we will not have the supply necessary to ensure shots are available, free and easy to access for all Americans. It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live.
Brad Flower. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi from the Element Wealth Studios. Go to myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Rolling into Hour 2 of the program on this Friday Eve. Joining us now, Daphne James, Area Director in Workforce Services, and Adam Todd, Director, Governor's Job Fair Network for the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. Thanks for joining us today, Daphne, Adam. Welcome. Thank you for having us. You got it. Thank you for letting us on. Appreciate that. Well, you know, something that employers uh, concern themselves with uh, continuously, and especially in this constrained labor environment, is where they're going to get people to do the work. Uh, there are a lot of people that might uh, be available and seeking work, but it's another thing to, to find people that are capable of actually performing those jobs. So uh, one of you guys give us an update on the status of the state's workforce at this point in time. All right. So I guess I'll get started again. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, the status of our workforce at this time is that um, – we are in a good position. We're in a very good position, actually. Uh, MDS provides occupational projections and labor market data from our website, and that website is mdes.ms.gov. Uh, in Mississippi, we're steadily adding new jobs uh, at a higher rate of pay, certainly. Um, I looked this morning at our app the MS Works app, and I saw that there were 57,825 jobs listed. And I do know that we have over a million participants in our MS Works system in order to get folks to work. If job seekers, it's a job seekers market, and certainly MDS is providing job seekers with the tools, the resources, and the information to get the training that's needed to secure higher-paying jobs in demand job fields. Some things change, but Certainly, some things stay the same. Employers want qualified, um, reliable, 
trained employees. We're here to help get those folks trained all across industries. Um, it's predicted that Mississippi will experience some strong growth over the next few years. Um, our goal has always been to help Mississippians get jobs and is getting by getting Mississippians into higher paying jobs in demand fields. Um, I represent an area within this part of the state. It's a 27 county area. It's called the Mississippi Partnership. And within that 27 county area, we employ sector strategies, which uh, include advanced manufacturing, healthcare, information technology, um, logistics, which includes not only distribution and transportation, but also warehousing and energy. Within the state, there are four separate workforce areas, and each workforce area has targeted areas, areas which um, those workforce boards and um, wind job centers and groups work with to try to get folks not only trained, but also uh, to get them in a sustainable position that they can enjoy and do better for their families. Um, I think I said earlier that some things change and some things stay the same. We've experienced a, a time of change, and certainly our agency is not only equipped, but we're working to um, to better serve our, our, our constituents, they serve our participants and job seekers. Gotcha. We provide job seeker services as well as employer services. Okay. Great. Thank you for that, Daphne. Adam, uh, tell us about the Governor's Job Fair Network. Adam? You there? I'm not sure if he can hear us or not. I don't know. He may be having some technical yeah. difficulties. Um, Daphne, you want to tell I us? I can share with you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Please. I'll be happy to. Um, I can tell you a little bit about some of the things that we're doing or that Adam is doing. He's partnering with the different workforce boards uh, in individual counties and chambers of commerce to have uh, job fairs, job fairs where um, they're open to the public, free free and open to the public to participate and to, um, to let folks know about job opportunities that are out there uh, here locally. Within my 27-county area, we've had recently job fairs with the Governor's Job Fair Network in Winston uh, and also Kemper County, Tempa, Chichamingo, Alcorn, Lee, Pontotoc, Union, and Monroe counties. Um, those job fairs are ways of engaging with local workforce areas and individual companies and counties to host and get information out about job opportunities. Okay. Upcoming events that, that Adam will be having would be, um, there's one scheduled for Yalabusha County uh, in April, April 26th, I believe it is. Adam, I Marshall think you're on County. the phone, you're on the phone with us now, Adam? Adam? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I, I am so sorry. Hey. No problem. Lost the no connection. problem. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, and, and I know I, I'm, I know Daphne probably covered a whole lot for, for me while I was off very quickly, but but uh, probably just to recap, I mean, you know, we never shut down during the pandemic. We we were rocking and rolling then. Um, you know, we hosted, uh, we got a little creative. We did some outdoor drive-through events, and those were some very successful events. And um, then we 
were able to get everything back indoors. And, um, you know, just last year, 2021, uh, we did a total of 21 job fairs across the state of Mississippi. We had uh, 685 businesses that attended those with over 2,000 job seekers in attendance for those events. Um, And here's a really great number from, and all these numbers are derived from the uh, recruiters and the human resources uh, members that are present at the job fair. But of those 21 events throughout 2021, there were over 1,300 provisional and firm job offers made at that job, at those job fairs. Um, and then we roll into this year, and uh, this year we've conducted nine events, and we've already serviced 327 businesses with over 1,400 job seekers in attendance in this first quarter of 2022 alone. So we have already matched half in the first quarter of 2022 wow. than what we did in all of 2021. That's awesome. So uh, are you are you tracking metrics that are, or, or publishing metrics that the public could see, Adam, is, is in terms of just the success that you're having in matching up prospective employees with employers? Yeah, we do have some data, and we're actually working to, to create better data right now. Um, so, so hopefully we will have a very complete picture of what does take place at all of our events. But yes, we do have uh, statistics for every job fair that we do. Uh, those are collected by surveys that are then filled out by the uh, human resource representative or the actual recruiter that is present for our job fair. And so we have that data for every event that we do throughout the state. So where can a prospective employee or perhaps even an employer go to find out more about this, to schedule, how, how they perhaps can register or um, share their application and their information? Yeah, all of our information can be found, and I'm going to try to say this very slowly, jobfairs.ms.gov. Okay. So jobfairs.ms.gov. And from that website, you can, as a business, you can see where we will be throughout the state of Mississippi. As a job seeker, you will actually be able to see where the job fairs will be, what businesses will be present at each event, as well as what those job off, what the job offerings from each prospective business. Okay. So we try to get all of that listed on our website as well. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and how many more fairs do you have for the for the remaining of 2022 coming up? Uh, right now, we are going to be doing about a job fair a week from wow. now to the end of June. Uh, we are currently starting to work on our third and fourth quarter uh, schedules as we speak. Uh, we will be doing an interesting event. Um, we will be partnering with the Department of Corrections uh, next Thursday in Marshall County. Um, to do a reentry job fair. Uh, that is one that we are really trying to uh, help uh, fight recidivism. We are really wanting those individuals who may have um, uh, had some type of gotcha. a prior record in the past get back into the workforce. Gotcha. Um, so that's a, a prominent event that we're going to be doing next week. And I want to let everyone know about the big job fair we will be doing at the Trademark on April the 13th. Appreciate um, that. So that will be a big event. We already have 60 businesses uh, signed up for us there. All right. We appreciate it. Daphne, Adam, great information. Give that website one more time, Adam. Uh, Yeah, that is jobfairs.ms.gov. 
appreciate you guys joining us, and thanks for the update. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. Middays, we'll be right back after these messages from the Element Well Studios. the car you deserve at Bob Boy Honda. You probably know that there's distribution issues impacting automakers across the industry. But that won't stop us from getting you the ride of your dreams. Here's how to reserve the new car, truck, or SUV that you want. Step one, come to Bob Boyd and test drive a car, truck, or SUV. Step two, reserve the Honda you want from our huge allocated inventory arriving daily. Step three, when your ride arrives, come down, pick it up, and it's that easy. Come on to Bob Boyd Honda. Let's get you a deal. deal. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. This is Joe Rooks. Create your own Gravely Zero-Turn More package and save big at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Pick your Gravely More, pick your trailer for as low as $97 a month. And for just $10 a month more, you can add a steel, trimmer, blower, and chainsaw. Plus, 0% interest. Revel is Mississippi's largest Gravely dealer, and that means great selection, savings, and service. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. Revel and Gravely, brands you can trust. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. When you partner with R.J. Young for your business printing needs, you get the R.J. Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose R.J. Young's HPA4 for your business's managed print services and supplies. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. R.J. Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. A little wolf man 
Jack. It's a midnight I always looked forward to watching that when I was younger. That was pretty good, actually. Live performances by present-day popular artists. The great Wolfman Jack, of course, hosted it. Stephen Gulfport on the ceasefire text line. By the way, 601-879-4395. That is the number. I used to have a Pontiac Fiero, a poor man's Lamborghini. <laughs> I remember those dudes. Good old mid-engine. <laughs> exactly. That was supposed to be something, but it never really went anywhere, did it? Well, I mean, the... The differences between, say, front-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive, or front-engine and rear-engine, they get a little muddy when you start putting mid-engine front-wheel drive or mid-engine rear-wheel drive. And really, all of it is is to balance the weight of the car in different places to allow for understeer or oversteer or different handling. And it doesn't matter nearly as much nowadays as it did just 30, 40, 50 years ago because of the advances in the com- computing ability for the stabilization in the in the, uh, in the shocks and the struts and the suspension or the technology that's put into tires. I mean, you go back far enough and they might have been fun to drive, but a rear-wheel drive, rear-engine vehicle was dangerous. <laughs> Yeah. It would spin out pretty quick on you. Yeah. It's not balanced. Right. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, if you can afford one, you can get a rear-engine, rear-wheel drive car like a Porsche or something, and it doesn't have near the stability issues. Yeah. The uh, the one I remember that was quite unstable back in the 60s, I believe, was the Corvair. Oh, yeah. Chevrolet Corvair. Remember that guy? Uh, you had to be a good driver to drive one. Exactly. It was kind of junky, honestly. And that's another thing that has seen a, a dramatic increase in the number of front-engine, front-wheel drive vehicles is the majority of people driving don't really want a driving experience. They just want to get from point A to point that's B. That's true. That's true. They, they don't want to feel the curves of the road or feel the, the timbre of the engine through their feet. They just want a nice, comfortable ride. Hell, now they just want to be able to afford to put gas in the dang things, right? Jeez. Moe says when you buy a Ferrari F1, not the race car, you don't even get to take it home. They keep it. And when you want to drive it, they will send the car and mechanics to a specific track for you to drive it. You know, there are many futurists who believe that eventually we'll shift away from individual automobile ownership. And you'll actually – I think there's some programs offered now. Yeah, in larger cities, yeah. Right, programs. You just subscribe and you pay a fee, a permanent fee, if you will. And uh, the, the, the contract costs for you You have access to a vehicle. Uh, they take care of all the maintenance and the insurance. It's, all, it's, it's just kind of a, a turnkey package deal. That That's where this is all headed. Yeah, I've seen – I don't know of any in America, but I've seen a couple – car convenience stores or car vending machine kind of situations set yep. up where if you have the card you you roll in on your bike or you walk in or whatever and scan your card and then here comes the little car yeah somebody dropping it off to you or the the big one the big vending machine is just a big turntable and it drops it down and pushes it out exactly 
Uh, might that happen? I don't know. It's it's certainly being considered and discussed. I think you'll see it closed in uh, in higher density population countries. That, I think that's right. Like in Asia or in Europe, long before you'll see it in America. I believe that's right as well. That's this makes sense. Uh, so something else that uh, Mose sent us a note on is um, concerns a discussion this morning, of course, with uh, the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, was on with Paul Gallo. He says, this morning, Paul read a message I sent to Speaker Gunn that said it was time for the House to quit changing their plan for the Senate. The Senate needs to compromise or accept responsibility for no tax legislation being passed this year. We can change senators in the next election if that is what we have to do. So, Mose, I'll share this with you, uh, my friend. I did hear Paul read that text this morning, and Rhino, I immediately thought it was either Mose or Thomas and Greenwood. <laughs> I really did. I heard it, and and I hear what you're saying, Mose. Um, can, can you? I guess that's the question, right, for the speaker. Should they just say, nope, we're standing pat, this is our plan now that it's been through four iterations? And in fairness to the speaker, at least the first to the second was a result of invitations from him for more feedback and um, their willingness to discuss that and perhaps adjust. And they did. And then plan two went to plan three and now to plan four. Uh, is where we are. So whether or not taking that approach and just saying, look, here's the House's plan, take it or leave it, and the Senate says, well, okay, we're going to leave it. We're not, we're not going to enact it. Would that result in senators being unelected? I don't know. I think there's always a theory that that, that would happen based on an issue like that. Generally, though, it doesn't. I think it would come down to a case-by-case basis. I agree. If a senator, for whatever reason, was unpopular with their constituents, it could be used as leverage. But, say, for example, you've got a relatively popular senator that didn't really have any sway in whether or not it was brought to the Senate. Yeah. They could very well go out and campaign on, well, I would have voted for it. We just didn't have the chance. And in fairness to Thomas, you know, one of the things he's called for is let's get the House bill on the floor of the Senate so we can see where they stand on this measure. But still, though, it always feels like, and it's just a an anecdotal observation, that most people think, well, it's not my senator that's the problem, it's yours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's It just feels like that's the case, even at the federal level. You see, so, so you wonder why so many people who oppose term limits keep voting for the same person over and over again. Think about that. Well, the term limits aren't a problem for mine. It's your rep that's the problem we got. We need these term limits for. And again, this is anecdotal. I, I'm just it's just an observation. Um, the Senate's not offered any changes. Take it or leave it. It is the Senate's stance. Well, the Senate. So all right, that's from Mose. All right, in fairness though, Mose, the Senate has put they've put a plan together. Uh, that's not been taken up by the House, right? So they would argue, well, heck, the House never really showed their uh, their position at the individual member level for their plan. And I can also share with you that, the, you know, getting back to this whole rhino idea, that the, the members of the Senate would tell you that, that their um, plan, their tax proposal, their tax bill, as it stands, is conservative. 
is consistent with Republican principles. It cuts taxes. Doesn't cut them as much. Doesn't eliminate them. So you see what happens is you get into this nuance as well. If you're not for total elimination of the income tax, are you a rhino? What if we just said elimination of government? If you're not for that. And that, that's the only point I'm making, is that there's no consensus, even if you look at the Republican platform. Look at the Democrat platform. You can look at both and see where individuals um, that are elected officials fit in and how consistent they are with those principles and those ideals. If you look at conservative think tanks, that's kind of where I prefer to, I guess, um, review what I prefer to review and and gain insight and knowledge from. The Heritage Foundation is one of my favorite conservative think tanks that uh, whose information I like to review on a regular basis. But, you know, one of the principles, they've got a list of conservative principles, and one of those that, that I, I seem to be able to recall is that, they're talking about the federal level, that the tax structure should be built around raising the minimum amount of money required for the federal government uh, to meet its constitutionally appropriate obligations and to operate the government consistent with the constitutionally appropriate functions. And that's just always made sense. And so this is where I get bent out of shape when you hear so many people in both parties. Well, the tax code isn't fair. It's, it's, It's defined fair. And... You hear that a lot, and like, well, we we got to tax this group over here because they they just make too much. Well, that's not what that's not certainly consistent with the constitutional um, idea of funding government. It should be okay. You need to raise this much money to fund these minimum functions. Where do you get that from? It's not a tool to go punish somebody. And so many on the left, in particular, see the tax code as a cudgel just to go confiscate more money. It's because they've been lied to and they believed it because they they wholeheartedly believe that life is somehow supposed to be fair. <laughs> so if life true. were fair, evolution wouldn't exist. So where's the logic? I totally agree. We'll take a break right here with the Foo Fighters from the Element Well Studios. we still got that sound to play for you from yesterday's hearing. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 68. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40 degrees. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 68. Your Friday evening, clear skies and chilly, low down to 43. And a look at your Saturday, a beautiful day on tap, sunny skies, high near 71. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. 
Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Hi, this is Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We are proud to offer the most up-to-date technology to ensure you are receiving the best possible dental care. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. According to House Speaker Philip Gunn, the House of Representatives is looking to spend half of the $1.8 billion in ARPA funds during this session and the other half during next year's session. As you know, we don't have to spend it all in one year. Uh, we have actually three legislative sessions to do it. We just think it's prudent to spend some now and hold some back for unknowns that may come. Senate Finance Committee Chair Josh Harkins says there's a glaring problem in holding on to the money. Can you hold those any longer? Your $1.8 is worth about 7-8% less next year. And you lose value, you lose purchasing power, and there's really no sense in, in holding on to those funds when there's a lot of projects that are out there that are ready to go. With Sunny Die set for April 3rd, legislators only have 10 days to make a decision. That is, unless Governor Tate Reeves calls a special session. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. Hey folks, Steve A are thrilled to announce our second annual Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival on the farm in Leland, Mississippi at the very cool Janet Dunley. April 8 and April 9, I'll be bringing in over a dozen of my hit songwriting pals from Music City telling the stories behind the hits. We'll have the food trucks, you bring the blankets and the lawn chairs, and kids under 12 are free. If you haven't ever seen or heard a songwriter bear their heart and soul, well then you haven't heard the hit song at all. Go to Mockingbird2022.eventbrite.com to get your tickets feeling down here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes good things with rebecca turner every afternoon rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home 
Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi we are in the element wealth studios go to myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let element wealth help you find your balance between income growth and guarantees so thomas has shared with us a couple of uh, tweets recently uh, made by the governor the legislature, this is the governor's tweet, the legislature should pass an income tax bill that immediately cuts the top marginal rate from 5% to 3.5%. That would be $600 million, less than half of our surplus. Then let's, that lets them spend $600 million of your money on whatever they like. Well, it is true that cutting the 5% uh, bracket by uh, 30% down to 3.5%, it does represent close to $600 million. just doing the math on that. That's uh, 30% of the present $1.8 billion. Not counting the 4% bracket, it does work out to be $1.8 billion total income tax produced, revenue produced in the state of Mississippi. That is, uh, that's right, that, that math does work. It would be about $600 million. And that would be a, a significant cut, if you will. You Essentially, you take your in, all your income, taxable income, over $10,000 and and apply a 3.5% rate to it to determine the tax you owe on that portion of your taxable income as opposed to using the present 5%. So it's not a 1.5% decrease in your taxes. It's uh, reducing the rate applied by 1.5%, if you can do the math, which is essentially a 30% decrease in your taxes, your tax liability. That's certainly more than... The present $100 million plan coming out of the House, it's its just a really – the question is, how sustainable is, is this revenue trend that we're on? What generated this incredible surplus that we're now sitting on? Virtually every state has. I think it would be disingenuous to – Ascribe that to uh, 
significant economic growth or wage growth in the state, as is the case with the other states. And and I looked at a few of the other states. Their, their excess revenues and surpluses are fairly consistent with ours. They're in that 20 to 25 percent range. California, for example, which has a $200 billion, $200 billion, 213, I think, to be exact, last year. That is what their general fund budget is. 213, just for, and now understand, they got 44 million people. We got three. Ours is $6 billion. So, it, extrapolation, those are um, fairly closely aligned. Uh, pro rata. Um, they generated a 47, <laughs> 47, a billion dollar surplus. How about that? But again, that all works out if you do the math on the population they have. So Thomas is calling for a special session to force a vote. I'm not sure if the governor would do that or not. I mean, my take on it right now is that the House is, has, uh, again, reduced tax relief. So this plan does not provide the, the latest that the Speaker announced yesterday. It does have a mechanism to ultimately phase out the income tax, but it doesn't provide a great deal of immediate tax relief the way the other plans did. But it, it does have, again, this this sequence and this progression that would ultimately eliminate, and that's the goal. That's been his goal, his stated goal. He's made that very clear from the beginning. Then there's another tweet that the governor sent. I'm assuming, Thomas, that this, too, was sent today. It, it's marked as an hour ago. I don't know if, an, if that's an hour from, from this present time or an hour from when Thomas found it. But it says, I also call on the legislature, this is from the governor, to reduce the marginal rate by an additional very small and safe 05 percent for the next seven years to eliminate the income tax. Anything less in year one is too little, and any phase in longer than that is too late. So reducing the marginal rate by an additional 5% for the next seven years. So I, I guess I guess what's going on there, Thomas, is that these two plans would be successive. So in year one, we go from 5 to 3.5%, and then is... And then year two through seven, or two through eight, as it, as it would be, we would eliminate the um, the entire five percent bracket at the rate of 05 percent a year. That's the way that works out. Yeah, Thomas says it was an hour ago when yeah, it was uh, tweeted out a little after nine o'clock. Okay, so the governor's getting a little more active in this uh, debate. It would appear uh, to me. He uh, he's he's had some other you know public comments about hey let's get rid of the income tax and I want to say that uh, Rhino even before the session started I seem to recall some statements from him out in the social media verse where he said he actually suggested we could eliminate the entire income tax over four years I I think I'm right about that you do you remember that Rhino that sounds right yeah yeah he, it was a very bold very aggressive plan. I'm all for this. I'd love to see the the models. That's that's all I'm going to say. And and uh, and that would involve what Department of Revenue, or or it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be them. Whomever has sat down and 
and has access to all the various inputs and all the data and could produce a, uh, a working financial and economic model on what that looks like. You're, you're talking about, based on what the way I'm reading what he's suggesting, total phase-out of um, the income tax over eight years. That's the way I interpret it. Is that the way you see it, too, Rhino? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. A big chunk year one and then smaller increments after that. Uh, so that after an eight-year period of time, there's no income tax. Now, remember last year in the original House plan, which did increase sales taxes to by 2%, and that, that caused quite the stir. That plan will aggressively would have eliminated the income tax, according to the plan, I believe, over 10 years, as I recall. So here the governor is suggesting, let's just cut the rate here. Um, and at this half a point clip after year one, where it's cut by one and a half percent, let's cut it by half a point after that. Totally gone, five percent bracket gone. That's that's uh, what he's calling for. So that'll be interesting to see if he'll call a special session to see about getting that done. Why is the parents' campaign against income tax elimination? That's uh, from Thomas. It's real simple. Uh, they want more money. Schools get the lion's share of funds already. Is it never enough for them? Uh, no. Uh, you know, they, there's still lots of arguments from their side that we don't fully fund the MAAP formula, uh, education in accordance with the MAAP formula. So, yeah, they want they want more money, and they, they've got uh, their hands out for a lot more. I mean, it's... It's fairly accurate, I think, to say, and I, and I don't want to misrepresent here, Rhino, but most agencies would tell you, we need more money. Oh, yeah, it'd be rare to have somebody come out and say, no, we, we got plenty, we can actually give some back. Right. I think that's I think that's right. So what do you guys think? Should we reduce the amount of money going to Department of Corrections? We've had Commissioner Kane on the program before talking about the difficulty of hiring the necessary staff, and pay is an issue there. And it is extremely low, and they're still understaffed, And you know, according to what he reports. And certainly even, I think, compared to historical staffing models. Then you've got um, our law enforcement at the state troopers, Department of Public Safety. They're looking for more money, too. Same issue. They need more people. They need to pay them more to attract and retain good folks all of that figures in so you look at that and then you got of course medicaid and um, our cost of medicaid has actually been lowered somewhat because of the federal government stepped in and extended uh, additional monies the, the federal match but that's going away that's got a deadline coming up on on it as well and I point those three out because other than debt interest, those are the three big consumers of money. Education, corrections, Medicaid, debt interest. That's what consumes most of the state's general fund. Rush, Neil Pert on the drums there, baby. <laughs> Bumping us out of this segment. We'll come back with more middays. We've got Robert Dozier, executive director of the Mississippi Independent Pharmacies Association, after the noon break. Stay with us. 
You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Hey guys, this is Jacqueline with Honestly Beef. Why should you do business with me? Because Honestly Beef is a certified, genuine Mississippi member. That means it's the purest quality beef raised right here in South Mississippi, guaranteed. Hey mama, tell everybody about your website, honestlybeef.com. Simply visit honestlybeef.com and order gate-to-plate service. The purest quality Mississippi beef will be delivered right to your front door. That's honestlybeef.com. And remember, use the code word radio for free shipping. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. At a hearing on Tuesday, Democratic members of the Senate Ag Committee focused on how Agriculture Department Rural Development Programs can improve health care, elder care, child care, and behavioral care, while Republicans focused on the impact of inflation on rural Americans, including their mental health. Building a sustainable economy starts with reliable access to child care, elder care, and health care, including mental health and substance abuse services, according to Senate Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, of Michigan. Senator John Boozman of Arkansas, ranking member on the committee, took a different approach in his opening statement, saying rural economic viability, a strong economic floor, is what is necessary to support a care economy. Federal policies and regulations can have an outsized impact on the economy of rural America. We have seen it time and time again, he said, and we are seeing it right now. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. (laughs) I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday night starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. We are back in the Element Well Studios. Kevin from Baldwin, I got a question that I bet you won't answer. Why don't you run for office and show them how it's done? (laughs) Oh, uh, first, you never know, Kevin. Never know. Second, I'm not exactly sure what how it's done means. You know, I, we all have our own, I think, philosophies about government, our worldviews in that respect. I, I, I get to share mine every day here on the air. I'm very, I'm very privileged, right, to do, to do that. I even get paid a little money to do it. Uh, but nobody has all the answers. And certainly no individual does. The, the job, I believe, of, of any effective leader is to leverage all the resources and all the talent at their disposal to come up with solutions to problems. And I was very blessed in business to have such a team that worked together towards common objectives. It was my job, for the most part, to lay out the vision, the mission, the goals. Uh, but make no mistake, the team executed that. They ran with it. And you want them pulling in the same direction. The hard thing about politics is, yeah, they pull in the same direction to some extent, but they all got that next election to worry about, right? And we've gotten to a point, it seems, where... Almost everything that is stated or acted upon by an an elected official is with some eye towards the next election cycle, regardless of party. Regardless of party. And, gosh, just the other day, I, I didn't talk about it, but a representative from, where was he from? From Alaska, Rhino? 49 years in the House. Oldest, longest-serving member, not oldest, longest-serving member. You saw that? Passed away? Oh, yeah. 49 years. How much you want to bet people that voted for him support term limits? (laughs) I'm just being honest about that. Yeah, it was Alaska Representative Don Young. Yeah, okay. First elected to the U.S. House in 1973. 73? Think about that. 73. And you always hear about, well, the politicians are just out of touch with reality. I think there's some truth to that. I think you get in that bubble. You get isolated. Absolutely. 
49 years? What the heck's that got to be like? And God rest his soul. I mean, we lost a human life. I don't mean to... I don't mean to take away from the significance of that whatsoever. But does it not just seem like so much of what's done and what is said is... It's it's political bomb throwing. It's political drama. Because that's how you get elected. It's just simple as that, or re-elected. What do the folks at the Capitol say? I don't know. I couldn't support that. That's how you get your picture taken off the wall down here. That's the, the uh, common quip you hear all the time. So, uh, anyhow... Uh, back to this this tax reform deal, Jeff in Hattiesburg says, we don't need more taxes, we need more taxpayers. Everyone needs skin in the game. I'm talking about the lower income groups, no representation without taxation. You don't pay taxes, you don't vote. I I hear you, Jeff, so think about this. You've heard me uh, share this on the air, that according to the the IRS – 61% of the households in this country paid no federal income tax next year. Should we cross them off the voter rolls? It's a serious question. I mean, that's essentially, Jeff, what you're suggesting, and I'm I'm not taking issue with it. I'm just pointing out that's what the effect would be. I mean, the firestorm that that would create, and... It is absolutely true that if we shifted more to a consumption tax model away from an income tax model, it, it is considered more regressive, meaning that lower-income folks would share more in the tax burden. I've actually seen Democrats argue that Medicaid expansion in Mississippi can be justified on the basis that folks that don't pay federal taxes still pay sales taxes. I've actually seen that, which goes to the state, not to the federal government. When so, Or they pay Social Security and Medicare. I've seen that. When you see the argument, well, they, it's these people paying taxes and these people receiving it all, they'll say, well, no, they pay taxes, Social Security, Medicare, and sales taxes. I have witnessed that. Kid you not. But we're going to step aside for a break. Super Talk News, Fox News, coming your way. When we return, Robert Dozier, Executive Director of Mississippi Independent Pharmacies Association, talk about pharmacy benefit managers and how that affects that industry. Stay with us. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden's in Brussels, Belgium, meeting with allies about providing more support to Ukraine in its fight against the Russian invasion. Ukraine's military meet, uh, claims to have taken on a Russian warship. The initial report was a 310-foot-long Russian tank hauler named the Orsk was hit by Ukrainian tactical ballistic missiles. Now the Ukrainian military channel says the Orsk is destroyed. A ship called Seritov is on fire. Two other ships, the Korikov and the Novichurkask, were damaged and pulled out of port. Fox's Mike Tobin in Lviv, Ukraine. New unemployment claims are down. The Labor Department says there were 187,000 new claims for unemployment benefits last week, the lowest level since 1969. Continuing claims, those still receiving benefits, dropped to 1.3 million. Fox's Jenny Casola in New York. Those continuing claims are the lowest level since 1970. America's listening to Fox News. 
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The folks at Mississippi State University had a bit of a leg up when it came to Tuesday's severe weather. As Sid Salter explained... State climatologist Mike Brown is a member of their faculty. So we're getting real-time weather uh, analysis from our own uh, meteorology department. And, you know, when you when you watch TV in the United States, uh, between a third and half of all the broadcast meteorologists that you see on TV are Mississippi State graduates. So far, there are four confirmed tornadoes, one in Holmes County, another in Edwards, one in western Bridgeland, and another in northern Clinton. Two people were injured, one in Holmes and another person in Copiah County, and 12 counties have reported damage to homes. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director at the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency works to help those we serve prepare for today and also plan for the future. One way we do that is through the Mississippi ABLE program. This program provides the opportunity for individuals with disabilities to invest their money in tax-advantaged accounts without the fear of losing public benefits. You can learn more or sign up by visiting MississippiABLE.com. That's MississippiABLE.com. The record $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan had built-in flexibility for state and local governments to use their portion. As Fox's Lisa Brady reports, new data could complicate the White House push for more COVID-related funding. But an Associated Press review finds a wide variety of uses, including tourism marketing campaigns, golf course and baseball field improvements, even helping one Iowa county to buy a ski area. Broward County, Florida, is building a new hotel with help from money to replace lost tax revenue after initially routing some directly from COVID aid. Lawmakers have yet to appropriate the $1.8 billion in ARPA funding our state will receive from the federal government. After a six-month investigation, a Mississippi man has been arrested for the sale of meth and heroin near a high school. Earlier this week, Brandon Graves was taken into custody at his home, which is located by Jefferson Davis High School. Graves bond is currently set at 60000 Officials say more charges are expected. 
Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines. And join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. back midday super talk mississippi from the element well studios on this friday eve joining us now robert dozier executive director of mississippi independent pharmacies association thanks for coming in robert thanks thanks for having me appreciate it yeah man so uh, a couple of weeks ago wasn't too long ago the state auditor i guess it was just this week actually wasn't it yeah, yeah. yes sir it was early yeah. this week he released a report, the state auditor Shad White, um, just addressing the situation with pharmacy benefit managers, and that, of course, is in the wake of um, recovering $55 million with respect to the operation of, um, of a pharmacy, a PBM, as it relates to Medicaid. And and so uh, I'm going to start by just asking you to give a high level overview of exactly what a pharmacy benefit manager is. I, I've read lots of stuff about that in the past. It is one of the most misunderstood, perhaps, and complicated aspects of of healthcare insurance and healthcare delivery, especially as it relates to pharmaceuticals and medicine. It, it is very correct. It's, it is complex. It is confusing. Um, these guys hide uh, kind of back behind the curtain, you know, like the Wizard of Oz, so yeah. to speak. Um, and, and a lot of people don't really truly understand how large of corporations these guys are. I mean, we're. I looked at uh, some of the figures earlier this morning. You have United Health Healthcare and uh, CVS Caremark. They're in the top 
10 of the largest companies in 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 the United States maybe the world okay. right here so yep. you're they're they're up there with Exxon, Walmart, Amazon, companies of that nature, and and you very rarely hear about them. Um, PBM started off basically being a third party administrator handling processing of uh, pharmacy claims for insurance companies and everything. And then over the past say thirty years, they have grown into these major corporations that basically control the prescription drug market, uh, prescription drug supply chain by vertical integration. And what I mean by the vertical integration is they they are kind of the insurance company. They are they have their own mail order pharmacies. They have their own specialty pharmacies, and then uh, they have their own retail chain pharmacies. So you take CVS Caremark for example. They have retail pharmacies all across the country, and they also own their own PBM. So the independent pharmacy that is out there, he's having to go head-to-head in competition with CVS uh, Retail Pharmacy, but he's also being dictated by Caremark, the PBM, which is owned by CVS, um, on, on the reimbursement and, and, the, and the other things as well as, as, as such, too. So it's kind of like, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of like McDonald's telling Burger King how much to charge for the Whopper. Yeah. And, and these guys are, are basically squeezing the independent pharmacists out of business. But it's just not about the independent pharmacists out there as well, either. It's also about the payers, uh, the employer groups. Um, so, and most importantly, it's about the patients. And that's that's the thing that really people don't know a lot about. So you and I were talking off air a while ago, and you had told me at, at one time your company had 330 employees. Right. And when you started off, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi was uh, the insurance company you used, and then you eventually moved over to United Healthcare. Right. Well, United Healthcare they own their own PBM as well too. It's called OptumRx. Hmm. And so what happens is they're out there. The PBMs are always telling people we're reducing. Uh, prescription drug costs. We're reducing prescription drug costs. Well, when's the last time you saw prescription drug costs go down? Mm. If you go back all the way to George Bush, 41, and every president that we've had since then, Republican and Democrat, they've all wanted to reduce the high cost of prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. And they all want to start with the drug companies. Well, let me tell you this. I feel sorry for the drug companies right now for a little bit. Mm. Because the pharmacy benefit managers, they basically force the drug companies to pay them rebate money so that the pharmacy benefit managers can put that drug on the formulary. So when the pharmacy benefit manager is in control of the drug formulary or the preferred drug list, what drug is going to be covered under that prescription drug plan the drug, the brand name drug manufacturer is basically forced to pay this money in mm-hmm. a form of a rebate. So that is one aspect of revenue that comes back to the PBM. Whereas that rebate should be helping reduce the overall cost, but it does not. It does not go to the patient. It does not go back to the payer, like in your case, your company, mm-hmm. who's kind of helping pay the bill. It goes to the middleman, who is doing nothing but 
processing claims. At least the drug manufacturers producing a product out there. But the intent of it is, in fact, to lower costs and pass those on. Well, define intent. You okay. know, yeah. you know, and, yeah, that, and that's you. the thing. So, okay, you take this you. right here. You have this rebate money that that the uh, drug manufacturer has to pay. Well, once that drug is on that formulary or that preferred drug list, always remember the patient has to pay a copay yeah. in the pharmacy. Well, is that patient paying the list price of the drug or the the price? after the rebate well we know that it's not the price after the rebate it's always the list price Mm -hmm. so they're they're gigging the the patient right Mm -hmm. there and such and so you have this vertical integration um spread pricing is another aspect um i'll I'll use you as an example again Mm -hmm. Your employee goes to a pharmacy it could be a retail pharmacy it could be an independent pharmacy they go in there the PBM is the one who sets the reimbursement for that prescription, for that pharmacy. Well, the PBM pays the pharmacy. Then you, the employer, you pay the PBM. There's going to be a difference right there. The PBM is going to receive a higher reimbursement from the employer and then they're passing on a lower reimbursement to the pharmacy. It's called spread pricing right there. So, uh, fair to say the PBMs sit between the the pharmacy and uh, the drug makers, the, and, but are associated with or sometimes owned by the insurers, the carriers. Well, the the PBM kind of sits in the middle of everybody. Okay. <laughs> so you have you have the payer out there, like this employer group. Yeah. Um, then you have the drug manufacturers out there that they have a relationship with. Okay. Then you have the pharmacy they have a relationship with. And then you have the patient out there. So they're just kind of sitting in the middle okay. of all of this right here because they, mm. they go to the employer group. They get access to these lives. And then when they have access to these lives, they then go to the drug manufacturer and say, okay, well, we're, we've got access to these thousand lives um, from this either this company or state or local municipality. And so start paying the rebate money because mm-hmm. you, you have to pay the rebate money to get your drug on the formulary. That makes sense. Then they go to the pharmacy. They throw a contract down and say, it's a take it or leave it contract. Well, the pharmacy has no negotiating ability, none mm. whatsoever. Mm. And a lot of times these pharmacies are being reimbursed below their cost. And so they're sitting here having to explain to Miss Smith why her copay is going up every other month. The pharmacies have nothing to do with that. Hmm. I give you a, 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 a something to think about right here. Our association had to pass a piece of legislation here in Jackson a few years ago to allow pharmacies to be able to tell the patients that the cash price, the pharmacy's cash price, was cheaper than the patient's copay. Now, think about that. That's crazy. There there was a gag clause rule, rule in these PBM contracts with the pharmacies. Mm-hmm. And the pharmacists, could, they, they would fill the prescription. They would see what the copay was. Say the copay might be $50. Well, they would look at it, and they would say, well, wait a minute. You know, Miss Jones' copay is $50, but my cash price is 25 
but they couldn't say anything because of this gag clause mm. right here. So we had to go over there and pass a piece of legislation. Well, who does that really help? It helps the patient more that than anybody. Crazy. That's just crazy. Okay. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming in, Robert, and uh, and breaking that down for us. And and it, but it sounds like the main thing is before we go, this is hurting your members because of all these provisions. It's it's not only is it hurting my members that I represent. It's hurting a lot of other pharmacies across the country. It's hurting the employer groups and the self insured plans here in the state of Mississippi. Uh, very possible, a lot, uh, maybe state government, and also municipalities, and um, it's hurting the patients. You know, a a great deal. Keep working on it. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate Appreciate it. it. Robert Dozier, Executive Director, Mississippi Independent Pharmacies Association. has been our guest on Middays. We'll come right back. Stay with us. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Save the date, April 23rd, 2022, and let's ride in Greenwood, Mississippi. Ride begins and ends at the Greenwood LaFleur Airport and winds through the beautiful hills of Carroll County during the Greenwood Gravel Grind. Take the challenge 50K or 100K. Two routes, three rest stops, gravel hills, SAG support, post-ride party. April 23rd in Greenwood. Sign up now at GreenwoodGravelGrind.com. Brought to you by the Greenwood LaFleur Chamber, Indian Cycle. Visit MS.com, Greenwood CBB, and Pepsi. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Hey guys, this is Jacqueline with Honestly Beef. Why should you do business with me? Because Honestly Beef is a certified, genuine Mississippi member. That means it's the purest quality beef raised right here in South Mississippi, guaranteed. Hey mama, tell everybody about your website, honestlybeef.com. Simply visit honestlybeef.com and order gate-to-plate service. The purest quality Mississippi beef will be delivered right to your front door. That's honestlybeef.com. And remember, use the code word radio for free shipping. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. 
Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Get over here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dino Mike! On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> back everyone middays super talk mississippi paul and meridian health insurance is a scam how many fifty thousand dollars procedures will you have in five year period me none my insurance on a fifty thousand dollar car is a hundred dollars a month and i can total that fifty thousand dollar car any day which one has the higher chance of happening my health insurance should not be higher than my automobile insurance yeah, Paul, actually, uh, the that's not true. The um, the cost in the, uh, of health care and the health care dispensed is uh, way more than the coverage of uh, automobile accidents and the accident occurrence of automobiles and the, and the costs and the expenses borne by the insurance company. I mean, it's, it's, all you got to do is look at the insurance company's financial statements. To, to see how, how that stuff works. Uh, and while I know a lot of people take issue with the insurance companies, and, and I'm not trying to defend insurance companies uh, or, or promote them one way or another. I don't have a dog in the hunt. I, I'm just going to share that if you go look at their financial statements, it's a brutally unprofitable business. I mean, they make profit, but it's peanuts. It's terrible. The top five insurers that cover about 85% of the uh, private insured in this country, combined profit is about 45% of Apple's profit. Think about that for a second. They make about $45 billion a year in the entire health care economy. Last I checked, about $3.6 trillion a year. It's peanuts. The profit Again, I'm not defending them. I'm just sharing the numbers. Apple's going to make about $100 billion this year. You look at the top five insurers, and I can't remember all of them. United Healthcare is one of them. Anthem, another. I want to say Aetna maybe is another. Anyhow, the top five, you combine all their profit. I looked up all their financial statements, and it's it's about $45 billion. The... Um, which comes out to about 45% of what Apple makes in a year. I think that's the wrong place to look for cuts in health care costs. The biggest, one of the biggest problems is just the amount of uninsured care. Because um, you don't, if you can't afford a car, 
you don't buy one, therefore you can't have a wreck. You can't buy insurance, can't have a wreck, can't total it. You're not a, li- a liability. But if you get sick, if you don't get that fixed, you could die. And so you get it fixed. Most people do, even if they can't afford it. A lot of people don't do it if they can't afford it. But if they show up, at least under law in this country, by the way, a law passed and signed by Ronald Reagan. Does that make him a rhino? That's that's a, an interesting thing to think about there. MTALA, everybody out there that's in the medical industry knows about this, but it basically says you show up at an emergency room, uh, you are the emergency room operator, the hospital there, the health care provider is required to at least stabilize the patient. Can't just say no, not going to take care of you. So if they can't pay for it, they absorb it. Go look at UMC's income statement and see the amount of uninsured care they dispense. Every community hospital in the state, virtually every hospital, but in particular in the community hospitals, it's uninsured care. Get services not paying for it. Don't have any money to pay for it. Hospital can't say, sorry, you just got to die. Although the left wants you to believe that's what's happening. Um, it's, it's a problem. There are no easy answers for that, for sure. Uh, they make catastrophic policies available because right now I pay all of my medical bills out of pocket. Most people can't do that, Paul. Just telling you, you're fortunate in that respect. And there's limits on that, on what are available in terms of a qualified coverage and qualified policies. Uh, I know I couldn't afford to pay my medical bills out of pocket. I could now, but there was a time when I could. Not just I've had a couple of a very expensive um, medical treatment situations, medical care in in the past, and it would have been tough to pay for that without insurance. So. You know, the good news is you don't have to have insurance, right? Because under President Trump, that mandate was dropped. The reality is that the thesis behind that was the mandate would force the young and healthy to buy insurance, pay premiums in to cover the cost of the old and sick. That was the theory behind all that. The theory has merit. It's just whether or not that is constitutional and whether or not it makes sense to force someone to purchase a product. Of course, the Supreme Court upheld that, and then Trump came up with some way of getting around that when he became president and dropped the mandate. But And there's also, you got the Obamacare exchanges up and running. They're 12 years, hard to believe, been up 12 years. and seen some reports about that. Enrollment is up. they extended the enrollment period, the subsidies are more generous because of the American Rescue Plan, Um, and more folks are qualified for the subsidies. There's no cap. used to be if you made more, this is crazy to think about this, but if your household had an income of more than $400,000, you weren't eligible, meaning if you had a household income of less than $400,000, you were actually eligible for federal subsidies. If you're employer did not provide what is deemed as affordable coverage. Well, that that cap was lifted under the American Rescue Plan so that even households with income greater than 400000 qualify 
it's a small amount, but they still qualify for a subsidy. The and and the uh, the plan, or I should say, the American Rescue Plan actually uh, reduced the amount that one would have to pay for coverage. The threshold, the test being no more than eight and a half percent of their household income. It used to be like nine point three percent, nine point five percent. That was reduced under the American Rescue Plan. So. It's not a situation where they just give you, a, hey, X dollars to go buy coverage. It's a situation where your coverage costs are limited to a percent of your income, and that's based on your income level. It's a it's a a, a, a phased in, actually a phased out deal where at the lowest level of incomes, 150 percent of the federal poverty level and below, you don't pay anything, zero. This is the question I've asked about Medicaid expansion in the state, the proponents of Medicaid expansion. How come all those folks aren't taking advantage of this situation we have right now, which runs through the end of the year, where if your income's less than 150% of the federal poverty level and you're an able-bodied adult, you can get private coverage in the exchange for nothing. And there's no data to say, you know, what kind of people took advantage of that, which would should give you some sense of the numbers out there that would... Um, qualify for Medicaid expansion if we were to expand. I've, I've asked that question, you know, even of the insurance commissioner. There's just no data collected on it at this point. So um, Reagan wasn't a rhino, according to Thomas. He was a lifelong anti-gun Democrat who only ran as a Republican. He was more liberal than Obama. <laughs> Which makes me laugh because it followed immediately after on the ceasefire text line with Jason. Today's right wing would absolutely call Reagan a rhino. If that city required walls, then those walls have doors that are open to anyone with the heart to get there. Paraphrasing Reagan's City on the Hill farewell speech. Okay, there you go. You know the uh, so-called Obama phones? You're familiar with those. Where You remember that was a big deal. And that, uh, you even saw some videos of folks out there saying, he's giving us free phones. Remember that? You know where that program came from? Ronald Reagan. A lot of people don't realize that. All Obama did was convert it from landlines to mobile phones. But Lifeline Link Up, those were the names of the programs. It was because we had just invented the 911 system, and the president, President Reagan, and the Congress at that point wanted to make sure every address in this country had a telephone to dial 911. That was the idea. So they'd give them money to connect to the phone network, and they'd subsidized their monthly phone bill back when you had to pay for local phone service. And that kind of morphed into the Obama phone when they converted that cell phones because most people don't have landlines anymore. They actually save money, believe it or not. So um, let's see. Yeah, I know about Pelosi. She, he bought uh, not only Tesla, her husband, Tesla stock. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think that uh, there's also some, some reports about investing in some other industries as a result of the Congress going after the fossil fuels industries. Yeah, that that all certainly seems wrong. There's a, just a continued debate on whether or not Congress should be able to make investments like that. It's options that bother me more than buying directly the equities. Led Zeppelin bumping us out of this segment on middays. we got more text to get to. And I'm uh, going to try to get to them all, folks. Appreciate you communicating with us and engaging today. Middays, we'll be right back from the Element Well Studios.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 68. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40 degrees. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 68. Your Friday evening, clear skies and chilly, low down to 43. And a look at your Saturday, a beautiful day on tap, sunny skies, high near 71. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hi, this is Dr. Will Lomflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want to be your one-stop for comprehensive family dentistries for all ages. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com. You mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People Lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my hr needs think of all the time we'll save letting people lease handle our payroll and benefits administration i'll be busy growing my business and letting people lease take care of the rest sounds like a good business plan with people lease let people lease mind your business so you can mind your own business call now 601-987-3025 that's 601-987-3025 or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The folks at Mississippi State University had a bit of a leg up when it came to Tuesday's severe weather. As Sid Salter explained, state climatologist Mike Brown is a member of their faculty. So we're getting real-time weather uh, analysis from our own uh, meteorology department. And, you know, when you when you watch TV in the United States... Uh, between a third and half of all the broadcast meteorologists that you see on TV are Mississippi State graduates. So far, there are four confirmed tornadoes, one in Holmes County, another in Edwards, one in western Bridgeland, and another in northern Clinton. Two people were injured, one in Holmes and another person in Copiah County, and 12 counties have reported damage to homes. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. 
It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Cedar. Plus Bad Flower. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state, from stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports, your Mississippi news, all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Good days with Gerard Gibbert. It is awesome. on Super Talk Mississippi. Midday Super Talk Mississippi from the Element Wealth Studios on this Friday Eve. It's so frustrating when conservatives have total control and nothing transformational ever gets accomplished, like school choice, more charter schools. You do a great job, Rhino, as well. Jamie, appreciate that. I I hear you, Jamie, and uh, we have been advocates uh, for school choice, charter schools, uh, certainly, uh, my advocacy for that goes back to 2014 when um, we formed Empower Mississippi. You, you know, we've had Grant Callen, Russ Latino on the program before, CEO and president of that organization, which was instrumental in, in really even getting the charter school started, a program started here in Mississippi. and education scholarship accounts and school choice and the special needs legislation, which allowed special needs children to choose a school that is more suited uh, for their special needs student. And we keep pushing that. It's uh, it's tough. I'll just tell you, it's tough, but we're, we're working on that. We're trying to get more organizations that want to set up charter schools here in Mississippi. We had some applications that were rejected. And it's kind of hard to find out exactly what went on there. So uh, we do have a resource now, an empower, whose um, exclusive task is to work with prospective organizations looking to create and build new charter schools, form new charter schools, and to try to improve on the, uh, the application process and and the probability of it getting approved. So I hear you, Jamie. I'm. Um, it's frustrating as well, and it's. Well, I mean, from the from the thirty thousand foot view, that's the double edged 
sword problem of conservatism and Republicans. Ideologically, if you can't get something done that you want done conservatively, you'd rather nothing be done. Yeah. Versus the the ideas that are the ideology of liberalism and the Democrats with the the undying belief in the government where just get something done and the government will fix it later. That, that's right. It just, it, it just seems like you just can't sit tight. I mean, like, and just let citizens do their deal and, and uh, the private sector work. Uh, it, I don't know. There's this tendency once you're in government to feel like I just got to go out there and do something. And usually that means more government. Um, and that's, I think that's a flaw really across the ideological and the party spectrum, honestly. So, anyhow, we'll see if we can keep pushing for that. Healy from Raymond says, shrink government. I I hear you, and I know uh, Tom's sent in a bunch of texts on this, and he and I have had lots of, of uh, discussions about uh, school district consolidation. And I know a lot of people see that as a way to achieve savings, and I'm not saying that I don't. I absolutely do. I just believe that it's got to be done carefully, methodically, that it requires comprehensive, quantitative, and qualitative analysis. It is uh, generally thought... Well, look at it like a human body. We were just talking about health and and pharmacies and, and insurance and all that. Imagine the state's schools are a human body, and... It's got some problems. It's got some things that need to be surgically removed. It's got some things that need to be worked on, treated, helped out. Do you use a surgeon with a scalpel to surgically remove and fix these problems, or do you load up the 12-gauge and pull the trigger and hope it knocks out what you're trying to knock out? Yeah, that's a good point. So where I get concerned about consolidation is if you just if you stay at the abstract highest level without really digging down to see what would the impact of this be not just from a financial perspective but from a qualitative perspective don't generally conservative conservatives believe that government is best when it's decentralized as opposed to centralized a common conservative platform plank. Okay, well, uh, just being the devil's advocate here, if you if you consolidate school districts, are you centralizing or decentralizing? It could be argued it is centralizing. Okay, because what you end up with, and this is the risk, you end up with school districts, school leaders, school boards that represent. A, a, a larger swath, a larger group of people where you're likely to have more conflicting views trying to operate one district. So if you put two together that are sort of diametrically opposed to their approach to running those districts and operating those districts, well, which one wins out? And that's the practical aspect of it. It's easy to just say, yeah, just take all these and cut this, that, and the other, and all this money here, it's done. But that's the potential risk from a qualitative perspective. 
That's why I think it's got to be done methodically and surgically and with a great deal of forethought and care and analysis to understand what the end result of that could be. And I know I've said this before. We could argue we just should consolidate counties. There's lots of duplicate expenses. But what would happen if we did that from a government government's perspective? Not even from a governance perspective. Just look at it the way the politicians would look at it from a political perspective. It'd be political suicide. No, yeah. I mean, get, now, getting it done from a political perspective is incredibly difficult, if not virtually impossible. And that's, those are the people that would have to do it. Have so, to do I mean, that's, that's, right. that's the lens you have to look through. I agree. Well, we could also argue we got too many reps and senators. Let's cut them. Right? But so then what you end up with are larger districts with a more usually more diverse constituent base. And who knows what the character and the control would look like if you did that. But that would save money. Uh, and and if I mean wouldn't that be consistent with cutting school districts? Let's cut Senate and House districts. Let's cut counties. I mean think about Every county has a sheriff's department, right? Oh, yeah. And every county's got a sheriff, deputy sheriffs, and all the other overhead associated with that. Well, you could argue, well, we could just put two of those departments together. Put five of them together. Then we only need one of that. But there's also something called the management span of control. That was a concept created by, I think it was Peter Drucker, back in the 50s. Still taught today, by the way. You're familiar with that, just the, what practically a human manager can manage in terms of direct reports. Now that That's still practice today. And I know it's easy to say, well, just being devil's advocate here, just something to think through. It's just easy to say, well, you know what, that superintendent and the assistant superintendents, we're just going to triple the number of schools they got by consolidation. But we're not going to pay them any more money to do that and if they leave, well, good riddance, like they're just lining up to go take those jobs. I don't think they are. I think that's part of the price, the market reality. But if your boss came to you and said, Rhino, I want you to, I want you to work two more shows, but you're not going to get any more pay for it, probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, I would, uh, I would have problems with that. Same deal. And, I, and I'm not saying that would happen, but it at least bears investigation. And I don't think anybody has. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody's gone out there and some uh, superintendent, assistant superintendent, administrative staff in those offices said, sure, double my workload and don't pay me any more money. I'm cool with that. Those are just things that need to be thought about. Now, do I believe we have too many districts? I do. I think there's some that definitely are great candidates for consolidation. A lot of that's because they've shrunk. I agree with Mose on the ceasefire text line. He says, in theory... If you combine poorly run schools with well run schools, you get better schools overall. But in reality, you probably bring the good schools down. There's no question about that. And I know a lot of folks. Uh, I've seen a lot of po- folks are bent out of shape because we gave teachers raises, and there's no there's no merit aspect of that. And, you know, I asked Senator Harkins about that on the program. I, I gosh, I am a big fan of performance based pay and. Uh, additional remuneration for exceptional performance. I, gosh, I've been involved in dozens of those plans. Highly sophisticated. Big fan of that. Huge fan of that. Want to share in the, the good fortunes and reward people. Absolutely. 
a teacher in a classroom gets to be a little difficult, and here's why. They don't get to choose their students. They don't get to choose who comes. It's not like a manager that says, okay, I'm going to hire the best people to go to work for me. Teacher shows up, whatever's in that classroom. If you put Nick Saban out at the lowest-ranked D1 football team in the country, he probably ain't going to win the national championship there. So is that bad on him? That's that's the only point I'm making there. You don't get to choose what's in the classroom. And to a great extent, the reason we don't achieve better in the classroom, it's not because of what's happening in the classroom. It's what's happening or not happening at home. That's where it all stems from. Peter Frampton <laughs> doing a little while my guitar gently weeps from George Harrison. We got another segment left on Midday. Stay with us. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Here's John and Rachel Ravenstein. If you're getting married soon, I want to personally invite you to Juniker Jewelry's annual wedding ring festival. It's eight big days, March 25th through Saturday, April 2nd. Come shop the state's largest selection of diamond engagement rings and ultimate wedding bands by our top designers. They'll be in our store with the latest wedding ring designs for the bride and the groom. Plus, our popular stackable bands and diamond bands that will fit up against any engagement ring. Buy your wedding rings this weekend at Juniker Jewelry's wedding ring festival and enjoy Enjoy free engraving inside your rings and free layaway until your wedding with no finance charges. Plus, enjoy 12 months no interest financing for a qualified buyer. This is the weekend made for love. Juniker Jewelry Company's annual wedding ring festival. So bring your honey and your money. It's two big weekends, March 25th through Saturday, April 2nd. Now is the time to buy your wedding rings. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct Diamond Importer. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Has this ever happened to you? My friend was telling me about his new pair of headphones, so I looked him up online. Now, everywhere I go is a creepy ad for those headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I got DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers, all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. 
Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers every day at 5. Speaking of Ford, it's Ford Truck Month. Now is the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel in a new Ford Maverick pickup and get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of Ford trucks. These deals won't last long. Get to Ford Truck Month at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Midday Super Talk Mississippi from the Element Well Studios. Well, getting into some rather thorny discussions, uh, which is good, and lots of uh, opinions coming in on the ceasefire text line. Really appreciate all the engagement, uh, as always, and it's good. I think to talk about these things, sort them out. I, I should be clear. I'm I'm not. A, I'm a big fan of saving money, of streamlining operations, of consolidation when it makes sense. I can also speak from a little experience in acquiring companies. And there's this theory that you can go acquire a company. Oh, yeah, we just cross out all these jobs here and put them together, and everything is, uh, you know, two, two uh, plus two equals six. It don't work that way. Again, that's not a statement in opposition for a methodical, reasonable, well-conceived plan to figure out where it makes sense to achieve some of this consolidation effort whatsoever. I'm just trying to share the practical sides of things. Uh, In my experience in running a company and hiring a bunch of people, you go to them and tell them you're increasing their workload, they want more money. In fact, I would be embarrassed to go to them, honestly, and say, we're expanding your role. Congratulations. You've done great. We need you to move up. Here's some pay commensurate with that additional responsibility. And and that's sort of what we're saying here. So I'm not convinced that, like as Thomas is, that you could just go to a superintendent and say, you're going to have five more districts you're in charge of now, and your pay stay the same. I'm not as convinced they'd stay. That's all I'm saying. And And they may say, I'm out of here, and... I'm not convinced that there are folks out there just lined up, as Thomas says. He said he could go do it and achieve the same results. But you don't know that. You really don't know that. 
It's not even a matter of could you. It's a matter of would they let you. Yeah, exactly. Pretty sure that he'll just let anybody apply to be a superintendent. and then Oh, yeah, you're hired. It's a pretty specialized position. Let them leave and someone will take that job. Uh, Thomas, have you been out there trying to hire teachers or people, period? And the person that proposes that the next time they run gets defeated because their opponent will say they hate kids in education. Yeah, that's true. Again, you have to go back to the people that are pulling the trigger on this are politicians, so you got to look through it through a political lens. Uh, totally You agree. have to apply game theory. Yeah. Totally agree. Teacher pay should be performance-based. On the C Spire text line from the 228, college professors primarily do not pick their students. K-12 teachers don't pick their students. You have to go to school in the district in which you live. You're tethered to your address. That's what school choice is all about. One thing I've had an issue with regarding teachers' dissatisfaction is they always negate the fact that they receive a fairly substantial amount of more time off PTO or whatever you want to call it compared to the private sector. Would you or Rhino agree? That to, I hear you, and I know that's that's always been kind of the uh, the point made about teachers and and uh, just kind of their their work life balance, if you will, and and the dynamics of being a teacher where. Uh, you have more time off, et cetera. Teachers would also tell you, though, and my daughter is one, t- would tell you, it's also not accurate to say as soon as you leave the classroom or the school building, you're done. I can tell you that's not the case. I've witnessed that firsthand. N- nor is that even the case when you're off in the summer. So, But I understand people say, well, you got to compare the pay to that and how many, how many um, months they're off, which... It seems to be less than it used to be to me. They they return back to school like in early August or something to that effect. It's only a short period of time, a couple of months. That's more than a lot of us. I, I get that. Although you're seeing lots of private companies continue to increase to attract people, the days of PTO to be competitive. And that's really the point I want to make. It It's really about being competitive. Look, I could throw this out there. What if we increased the teacher pay? dramatically, but we got better educational outcomes. And the better educational outcomes produce more what? Taxes. More economic activity. If we can keep them here. Why don't we keep them here? Because we don't have any place for them to work. Why don't we have any place for them to work? Because I think we're really failing at this, folks. We're failing overall as a state to attract the kinds of companies and more companies were better at it than we were, but we're still lagging the rest of the nation and even our neighboring states in attracting new developments of of um, new companies or, or company expansion. If that weren't the case, we wouldn't see all of our college graduates bolt. I saw a report. I'll share it with it uh, with you tomorrow from Wallet Hub. You know who those guys are. They do a great job of of um, measuring all this stuff. And we're like, we're 50th and 51st, believe it or not, on all these categories with respect to STEM workers and and uh, innovation. But this is where we've got to work together to improve. I'm not being critical. I'm just pointing out what we got to do to get better. We are out of time here uh, on the show today. We'll be down in Ellisville tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.